Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. Good morning! Good morning, PCA! <laughs> all right, really quickly, I'd like everyone to please stand up at their tables really fast. We're going to do this really quickly. Stand up really quickly and make a line right behind your table, shoulder to shoulder. Okay, first group exercise. Shoulder to shoulder, make a line. You're right next to everyone else at your table. Okay, sound good? Yeah, get shoulder to shoulder with each other, all of your fellow painters. And I'd like you to put your hands straight out in front of you like this. And then 90 degrees like this. And then everyone face this wall. And then a little karate chop to your, karate chop to your seatmate. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, wake up this morning, everyone. Come on, PCA. Now 180 degrees face the other wall. Oh, hope they did a good job on you. They were jabbing you. Give them a little jab back. Okay. All right, everyone. Shake it out. Have a seat. Give yourself a little round of applause. Whew. You did it. Oh. <laughs> You know, 8 o'clock a.m., I mean, we got to keep the energy up in this room, right? Time is money. Raise your hand if you've heard that before. Time is money. Yeah. You know, people have credited that quote with Benjamin Franklin. But regardless of who said it, the person who came up with that phrase, time is money, did it for a purpose. They wanted to stress that time is extremely valuable. But there's a flaw. Time is not money. Time is infinitely more valuable than money. Case in point, you can go out, we can make some money. We can spend money. We can lose it all. But we can make it back. Time is a currency that we spend every hour, every minute, every second, whether we choose to or not. Now, this time is money phrase that we've heard so much, like can we all agree that time is infinitely more valuable than money? Raise your hand if you, if you agree time is infinitely more valuable than money. Case in point, anyone recognize this man here? Mr. Jeffrey Bezos, one of the richest men on the planet. You know how much Mr. Jeffrey Bezos is worth? $156 billion dollars. That's a lot of zeros. I mean, dang. Let me put this into perspective. Jeff Bezos can spend $8,961,187 per hour and his net worth never drops. Did you catch that? How do you spend $9,000,000 an hour? I don't know, he might build rockets or something. I don't know. You got, you got to figure out some way to spend all that money. 
But Mr. Bezos, how much time has he got left? If he was Steve Jobs, he'd already be dead by the age he is right now. So when we think about time, ask yourself, how am I spending my time? I'd like you to introduce you to my daughter, Jaden. My wife and I did an exercise a couple years back, we were contemplating the value of time. Every single one of these circles represents one week of my daughter's life as a child. And you can probably guess what those black dots represent. How many weeks have passed? I gotta be honest, when we made this, like my wife and I got emotional. Because at the time, hey, one or two vacations a year, family vacations, doing pretty good. But when you look at this, one family vacation a year, that's four family vacations left with my daughter until she's grown. How are we spending our time? What happens is we typically fall into the DIY death trap. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with the concept of DIY, but the problem with DIY death trap is we say, hey, I can save some money. I'll do it myself. That was me. So I started out my home service journey as an entrepreneur, uh, actually with my dad. My dad was an owner-operator window cleaner for 33 years. He was the man in the, in the truck doing all of the work physically, and I worked full-time with him side-by-side side from the age of 14. Homeschooled through high school and worked alongside my dad full-time, 40 hours a week while I was homeschooling through high school. And when I got into my own business ownership and started up my own company, I was so thick into DIY that when it came to buying uniforms for my crews, I said, 24 bucks a shirt? That's ridiculous. I can do that myself. So I went and bought a vinyl plotter, and I bought a heat press, and I made my own shirts. Yeah, saving some money. When I sat down and did the math later on, because if anyone's, if anyone's ever like weeded out vinyl, like you have a little dental pick and you're like picking, I mean, oh my gosh, it's like the most painful thing ever. Four bucks an hour is how much I was making, making my own shirts, as opposed to just having somebody else do it. But you know, I had this vinyl plotter. I could make my own decals on my rigs, save a bunch of money. So boom, I was saving so much money right now I was spending all that time. I can sleep when I'm dead. Oh, we need to expand out our parking lot for our business because it's growing. Never driven an excavator in my life. I'm gonna rent an excavator. How much is he gonna charge me? That's ridiculous. I have time. Oh, we need to remodel the house? <laughs> yeah, I can go rent a, a flooring staple gun and do it myself. Yeah. 
So when I started my business in 2012, owner-operator, exterior cleaner, I had an epiphany-changing moment for me. And I discovered two things that changed absolutely everything for me. And we grew from no employees to 70 employees in about five and a half years. So, thank you. And this quote-unquote secret is really no secret at all. In fact, the first lesson is time is infinitely more valuable than money. Why do we make these decisions to trade our valuable time to save money? Why aren't we spending our money, which we can make, to save time? Why don't we structure our entire business this way? The first big lesson that I learned was I have to let go of control. Uh, one of my business coaches back in the day, and I was sitting down at her office, she had me write the word control on a piece of paper. And then she told me to subsequently tear it in half. I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. Tearing and controlling, yeah, I got it. No more control. She's like, no, go ahead, take, take it and fold it and tear it again. So I tore it again. She's like, keep going. I tore it again, I tore it again, I tore it again. And about 12 tears in, I started crying. Well, that's weird. At that moment in time, I realized that I was the cause of all of the problems in my business. I was actually the bottleneck. I hadn't realized that my control was very deep-seated in my ego, in my pride, that nobody can do it as good as me. If you've ever heard of the uh, author Franz Kafka, you never heard of Kafka? Have you ever heard of the term Kafka-esque? So this video, we're going to go ahead and play in the back. This was Franz Kafka's, one of his works called Poseidon. And the short story of Poseidon was he was so busy with all of his mundane office work that he couldn't go view his own realm of his domain. And when people would approach him and say, Poseidon, let us help you. He hurriedly dismissed them off because no one was worthy for the task that he was assigned. So the parable with Poseidon was that he was a prisoner of his own ego. He was the god of the sea, yet he refused to let anyone help him because only he was worthy of these tasks. This is a curve called the Dunning-Kruger curve. And if you notice on this axis, we have level of confidence on one side and how much knowledge we possess on the bottom axis. What's interesting about this curve is when you first started your painting business, we knew nothing. Our confidence was very low. It was terrifying. What happens very quickly, though, when we start getting some wins is we peak up to Child's Hill. Have you ever seen those internet gurus that talk about like, oh yeah, all you got to do is you just got to go out and just, I don't spend any money on marketing, it's all word of mouth referrals, and they got their one truck operation or their two truck operation, and they act like they know everything there is to know about the business? That's Child's Hill. I was deep into Child's Hill when I first got started. 
But then what ends up happening is, is at some point, we tumble down into the valley of despair. We have our first moment that kind of shatters that as we learn more, we realize there's even more to learn. So do we really think that nobody can do it as good as ourselves? Have we ever caught ourselves saying that? No one can do it as good as me. Whether it's the painting side, whether it's marketing, whether it's running the office, whether it's going out and doing sales, is there nobody on planet Earth that can do it as good as us? Where might we be at on this curve? As we start getting more knowledge, you go up to the slope of enlightenment, and mastery is what they say, typical mastery of, of a skill set or something is somewhere in the kind of 10,000 hours that you have to spend to be able to accumulate a level of mastery, right? So we're, we're all still continually climbing that. How many people come to this convention and learn something, no matter how long you've been doing this business, learn something completely brand new you had no idea? Raise your hand if that's ever happened to you at these conventions. Like, we're just talking to a master craftsman yesterday where he said he's been coming to this for four years, but yet every time he comes, he has an epiphany moment of something new. So when we think about the people that we're bringing onto our team, what kind of people are we bringing on? Is our own desire to be a prisoner of our own ego holding us back from going out and finding people that know more than we do? How terrifying is it to be the owner in your business to where you know everything better than the people on your team? Steve Jobs says, I want to hire smart people so that they tell me what to do. I don't want to hire people and tell them what they have to do. So sometimes we get in this mindset where we got to bring people onto our team and then we have to sit there and, and teach them everything that we know. Well, the team that gets you here isn't always the team that gets you there. It's the reason why you see these very successful entrepreneurs, they go out and they pay headhunters tens of thousands of dollars to find people with very specialized skill set that have taken a business from two million to 20 million. How would you like to have that person on your team? He comes into your company and says, hey, this is what we need to be doing. If maybe production and organization is your weakness, why would you hire someone and then teach them all about production and organization? Why wouldn't you go hire a specialist? that comes in, takes your company to that next level. Don't fall in to the DIY death trap and feel like you gotta teach everybody in your company what you have to do. The biggest aha moment that drastically shifted us in our company was when we started getting people onto our team that knew how to go where I wanted to go. The other important critical lesson was the importance of systems. Having a documented, sometimes the word system gets a little bit convoluted. Like, you know, what, what is a system? To me, the definition of a system is a documented process that explains how to do something in your business. Something important. That's it. But that key word is documented. So do you have people on your team that are coming aboard that are then taking and documenting all those processes to be able to extract you further and further away from your business? If you haven't had a chance yet, 
we have a show on PCA Overdrive. It's called Map to a Million, and it documents a journey of me growing a painting business from zero, went from zero to $100,000 a month in four months. And we took that business and in 14 months time went from zero locations to eight locations across the country. And one of my big principles that I wanted to kind of show in this journey was that I didn't want to do any of the work out in the field, do any of the sales calls or any of the office work. I wanted to truly be an owner investor as an experiment. And if you go and check out that show, you'll be able to see exactly how you can take a business from zero and bring the right people and assemble the people on your team by following the people and the systems. Investors think not in terms of money. Wealthy people think not in terms of money, they think in terms of time. I'll give you for instance, everybody here in this room will make a million dollars, everybody. Wealthy people don't think about a million dollars. They think about how to collapse the time that that million is made. So it may take 10 years to make that million dollars, or they think, how can I make a million dollars in a week, in a day? So that time constraint of collapsing time comes from the people and the right systems and putting those two things together. So when you ask yourself, how are you spending your time right now? Are we doing things in our business and falling into that DIY death trap? Or are we focused on finding the right people, bringing them aboard, and letting them guide where our business goes for the next phase? I updated this slide. I, I realized that uh, the last time I displayed this slide on stage, that's how many more weeks that I have to add from there to there. Time is extremely fleeting. Don't fall into the DIY death trap. You are all in exactly the right place because all the sessions that are gonna be going on over the next couple days are gonna teach you how to collapse time. People who advocate reading books and listening to speakers talk about how it's literally consuming lifetimes of knowledge consolidated down. One of my mentors said that the reason why he reads books is it's like it's consuming souls. All of that knowledge, that lifetime breadth of experience, and being able to read it in a condensed version of just a few hours, like what better way to collapse time? So make sure that you attend every single session that you can. Don't have this be an educational event where you get all hyped up with dopamine and then you go back and you don't execute. So we get the knowledge, we get the inspiration, we don't wanna lack in execution. We don't wanna lie to ourselves. We wanna make sure that we go back home and we execute. Collapse time and make sure that we take our place to where we wanna go, which is gain more time. Thank you. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.